Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. And there is a $9.6 million Lotto 649 ticket floating around somewhere in the London area. Confirmed that it was purchased for the Saturday Night Draw, the jackpot winner here in London, Ontario. That's It's amazing. I, I've never actually bought a Lotto Max ticket in my life, but I feel like... I, I'd be real... Like, this makes me happy I didn't buy one because I'd be freaking out Well, this out is right 649 now. It's different oh, than so Lotto it's different? Max. Okay. Still, like, what if you lost it? Like, I feel like I lose everything. I would have lost this ticket, and I'd be miserable right now. Or you drop it. Yeah. Floats down a uh, sewer grate. You go try to reach down for it, and there's a clown down there waiting for you. Great. Rips your arm off. <laughs> now I have no arm and no Lotto ticket. Only Jim Kelly. <laughs> Uh, stuff like that only happens to you, Jim. But you know what I mean. Like, do you, yeah. ever, do you ever buy lottery tickets? Oh, you would be, you would be stunned. I buy lottery tickets every week. Yeah, yeah. And you, if you saw that, well, here, let's uh, get someone to explain it who has some experience. Steve Hillier is Ward 14 Councillor here in London, Ontario. And two days before he got voted into London City Council, he found out he won $1 million in the Lotto Max. And last week he told us how it goes down when you win one of these big jackpots. It what? makes the exact same noise for a $2 win as it does for a $1 million win. So it does the winner, gagno. Exactly the same as when you're at the lottery kiosk. You hear that noise, and what pops up on the screen? Uh, well, if you look at my page, you'll see it. It's uh, said $1 million. And I sat there in disbelief for a second and said, well, that, that can't be right. So I turned off the app, and I loaded it back up again, scanned it again, <laughs> and there it was. So I started getting a little shaking up inside. So I get up, walk out of the office, and I look at my son, and he looks at me, and I said, get off your game, get your mother and your, your, mother and your brother. And he goes, Mom, I think Dad's having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, he didn't know that you had won the lottery. He just knew you were acting strange. He just uh, knew I was in shock. And then I said, no, 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 I'm not having a heart attack, but please pull up the OLG site so we can check this ticket. And he's like, no. And my wife comes downstairs, and I show it to her, and she she doesn't swear at all, but she did swear once. <laughs> <laughs> what letter did it start with? Uh, F. Whoa, <laughs> fun! <laughs> yeah, well, fun some too. some people would call a million dollars F U money because you can now say that as much as you want. You know that you got a little uh, cash in the bank. It it was surreal to say the least. And what's the next step? So how do you get your money? Do you actually have the million dollars in your bank account now? Well, here's how it worked: is we checked the ticket then. So once we found out and we flipped over the ticket and called the 1-800 number, they told us to go to a variety store that no one knew what we looked like. Well, in my ward, my face is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so what ward did you drive to to, to we check went the ticket? We all the way out to Byron right beside Bowler Mountain. Because nobody out there knows what I look like. You scan the ticket there. What, what comes up on the machine? Actually, the machine shuts down immediately as soon as it goes in. And then the phone rings at the retailer, and then the uh, person on the phone says, can I speak to the winner of that ticket, please? They hand me the phone, and then I talk to them. But 10 seconds later, the machine unlocks, and it starts spitting out forms and where I have to go and what I have to do. Wow. And then she tells me, you can't say anything to anyone until you come and collect the check. So that's how it works. If you are in possession of that 9.6 
million dollar Lotto 649 ticket from Saturday night's draw. You're going to have a similar experience to that. I love it. It's almost like a spy game. You scan the ticket at the convenience store and the lights shut off, <laughs> the system shuts down, yeah. and then the phone rings. <laughs> <laughs> a little secret elevator comes out of the floor. There's a guy in a suit who says, come with me. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Yeah. If you if you, the ticket may be out there and someone may not even realize they've won that money or someone is sitting on it right now, they have the biggest secret of their lives that they're not telling anyone. And if that is you, congratulations. It's somebody. It is someone in the London area or someone who was in the London area last week who bought that ticket. 9.6 million dollars out there. Queen Killing it at the box office on the weekend. Worldwide take, $141 million for the new movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. That is huge. You know what? I, uh, I'm smelling a sequel here. Oh, hate to break it to you, dude. Why? What happens at the end? <laughs> I don't see it happening. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Tragic, though. That's a good haul. Uh, considering the movie not getting great reviews from the critics... But the fans seem to love it. Just got a uh, text message from one of our listeners, Keith. Look at this. He went to see the movie. He, he and his son both wore costumes. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's let's give him a call and see if we can get a get a review from a real person instead of a critic. Hello. Hey, Keith. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Good. It's Taz and Jim. Yeah. Hilarious picture you just sent us. You went and oh. saw the uh, Queen movie with your son. Yes, we did. And you both dressed up like Freddie Mercury. Of course we did. Where'd you get the fake mustaches? Uh, they were left, uh, leftovers from Halloween. <laughs> and then the big sunglasses. Yeah, we, we had those already. <laughs> How was the movie? Fantastic. It was a beautiful movie. It was very well done. And of course, the soundtrack was fantastic as well. Yeah? Would you recommend seeing it in the theater? Uh, oh, yeah. You have to see the theater. With the sound and just the ambience with everybody else watching it, it's just fantastic. Was everyone else wearing fake mustaches, or were you the only two? We were the only two. Um, <laughs> Did they double-check people... your ID when you bought the ticket? They thought you were trying to sneak into a PG movie? <laughs> uh, no, my uh, it was it's it's uh, it's fourteen uh, like adult accompaniment. So my son, I was I was the adult. So. Yeah. Did your son go buy some beer after with that fake mustache on? Uh, <laughs> some no. beer and lottery tickets? <laughs> you better confiscate that thing from him. He's going to get in trouble. He, he's the one that really wanted to see the movie even more than I did. Awesome. I, he, well, it's cool to have that bond of, uh, of good music with, with your son, isn't it? Yes. He, he, loves, uh, he loves all that classic rock uh, stuff, and he loves the Beatles. He loves Queen. He, like, it... it uh, Puts faith back in uh, society that the kids are liking uh, good music. Well, you're doing something right as a parent, too, Keith. I'm glad you enjoyed the movie. Thanks for the review, man. Thank you. There you go. Keith and his mustache son. <laughs> Two stashes up for Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. If you got a question, ask a lawyer, ask a lawyer. A question about custody or a neighbor, Ian Snedden, partner with Cohen Highly Lawyers, in studio here. We're taking more calls. What do you want to know from our lawyer? I'm calling because my friend uh, 
was with a girl back in a while ago now. She recently had a kid. Um, but when they broke up, she blocked everyone on all social media, any options. We have no way of getting a hold of her, and there's a very good chance that it's possibly my friend. So your friend thinks that his ex has delivered has his baby, kid. but she will not contact him. She hasn't uh, given him any access to the child. Yeah, she's promised that if she found out that she was pregnant, that she would not contact or let him know at all. So she actually said that. Yeah. What should they do here, Ian? All right, so the first thing is you have to locate her somehow. Um, Now, what the court can do is if you don't know exactly where she is, a court can order what's called substitutional service. So you may not know where she is, but let's say you know where her brother is or her parent, and you could serve on them, and then as long as the court is satisfied that the material will get from that person who is served upon to her, then that will be deemed proper service. Um, other ways of doing it, of course, is is you could hire a private investigator. Um, I always wanted to be a private investigator. Wouldn't it be awesome? Like Magnum? Yeah, oh yeah. And, and you oh, have I have a cool car. for sure. I just like the idea of smoking and eating fast food in my car all day. Yeah, sleeping in the head. back seat, so yeah. hungover, down and out on my luck until that one big case comes along. <laughs> with a the, with the very attractive woman that's trying to solve it? Hi, I want to hire you. That sounds more like Rockford than Magnum, though. <laughs> <laughs> so those are your options, Megan. Good luck, okay? Awesome, thank you. Nate... Go ahead. What's your question for Ian from Cohen Hiley? So um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we hired some guy at the restaurant. Um, you know, he was kind of not all there. I didn't really like him much. Um, so, And he used to brag to employees about things that he would do to their cars, smash windows, stuff like that. Um, you know, people that he didn't like. He'd smash other employees' windows? Well, he'd brag about it for sure. Um, we didn't know if it was true. You know, we kind of just thought he was full of it. Um, but anyways, so Halloween day comes around. Sure enough, he got fired that day or he walked out. Something happened. I wasn't there. Uh, but I went into work at five o'clock and around seven o'clock, one of the servers went out for a smoke and noticed my tires were slashed. So you're pretty so sure it was this guy who got fired or, or left or whatever. Well, I, that was my first instinct, but I had no cameras out there. So I went mm. to the Tim Hortons beside... The restaurant, which had cameras. Talk and about so private about, investigating. Here we go. I, yeah, I just wanted to see what was going on. And they, sure enough, they were pretty nice. They let me just view the camera between, I think it was six and seven. And sure enough, I see Buddy um, about 10 minutes before that server went for a smoke. Buddy on the bike uh, with his coat, his bike. You can't really see his face, but I knew it was him. You know, driving up with his bike, stumbling around, it almost looked like he was drunk or something, and approaching my car, but you can't actually see him stabbing the tires. This sounds it, open it, and shut, dude. Like, can you see his face on camera, or at least no, the make of his bike, or anything? Not, nothing. You, I can see his bike and his coat. Like you that. know it's him. You can tell by I, his gait, the way he exactly walks. Him. And the way he was bragging to other people about, like, smashing windows and stuff like that, and and I know it's him, and I told the cops, and like, yeah, man, you know what? Uh, we can't see his face and we can't actually see him doing it. So I don't know if there's much we can do. And I said, man, he's been bragging about it. Is there a civil case here, Ian? Yeah. So, uh, criminally, the standards higher. You have to prove somebody to be guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. 
And it may be there's a reasonable doubt unless he admits to it. He may say, yeah, somebody borrowed my bike that day. And my jacket. Yeah, and my jacket. Yeah. And, and borrowed else. my gate. So it may, <laughs> yeah. So it may not, uh, it, you may not get a criminal conviction there. But uh, there's also a civil wrong where it's a balance of probability. So 50.1%, you just have to prove it's more likely than not it was him. Hmm. And then okay. you could get paid damages for, obviously, the, the uh, cost to repair um, or replace the tires. Doesn't sound like this guy has the money to pay you, though. No. What happens there? Well, then, uh, I mean, he may not have it now, but the judgment doesn't go away. Right. And maybe he won that $9.6 million on Saturday. We <laughs> yeah. don't know who did. <laughs> Imagine <Not> really. that <laughs> bum won the uh, $6.49. He'd be, he'd be broke again in eight months. The, the one thing I do want to caution uh, Nate about, and everybody here, okay, is that what you can't do is say, if you don't repair my tires, I'm going to the police. And the reason why is it's actually a criminal offense in Canada to threaten criminal proceedings if you don't get paid a You don't get what you want. It's almost like blackmailing. Exactly, yeah. or extortion. So, yeah. just so don't do that, Nate. Careful. Okay. Jim, you think Pete Davidson, cast member on Saturday Night Live, needs to stop talking about his ex-girlfriend. He needs to let it go, bro. It's been like three Saturday Night Lives in a row where he makes a self-depreciating joke about his past relationship. And I get it, he wants to clear the air the first time, but each week he brings it up again, and it's like, dude, it's getting sad. Ariana Grande, very popular singer, uh, good-looking lady, talented lady, strong lady, Pete's ex. People asked why are they those two together in the first place, but they got engaged like really quick, right? Mm-hmm. And then she said, why are we together <laughs> in the first place? They, uh, they were engaged to be married, broke it off, and yeah, Pete did bring it up again on Weekend Update on Saturday. So the midterm elections are obviously a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after I had to move back in with my mom, I started paying attention to them. <laughs> um, and the last thing I will say is, I know some of you are curious about the breakup, but the truth is, it's nobody's business, and sometimes things just don't work out, and that's okay. She's a wonderful, strong person, and I genuinely wish her all the happiness in the world. Now please, oh, nice. go vote on Tuesday, all right? It was nice of him to say. It wasn't very funny. Yeah, it wasn't funny at all. I was waiting for the punchline there, but yeah. I, why wouldn't he use this though? Like Ariana Grande is a bigger celebrity than Pete Davidson. Now that he's dated her, there's so many pe- more people know who Pete Davidson is. So use that and the momentum and and just build on it. But it's it's not. It's overshadowing everything you know what i mean like nobody's looking at like oh is pete davidson funny that all they're looking at he's no longer pete davidson the comedian he's pete davidson ariana grande's ex she was too she was too high up for him for him to for this to ever work out i I would say this has moved him up the list at least one letter so he's gone (laughs) from a a d list to a c list or a c list to a b list celebrity because he dated Ariana Grande. And if he does a, a Netflix stand-up special or something, there's going to be more people saying, Pete Davidson, I recognize that name. Let's see what this guy has to say. So I think it's an opportunity for him to get his comedy to a wider audience, Jim. Maybe, but you know who else used to be a household name? Kevin Federline. 
Because he was catapulted out of where but he was. Kevin Federline never really did anything. I know, I know, but I just got wasn't. He wasn't a stand-up comedian or a talented musician. He True. Was, he was a backup dancer. And I, don't get me wrong. I like Pete Davidson. I liked no, him. I you're going to say I like Kevin Federline. I like Federline. Kevin Federline. He is. No, Kevin Federline's got some real raw talent. When it comes to backup dancing... He's my top three for sure. I think of Britney Spears as Kevin Federline's <laughs> ex-wife. Mrs. Federline. <laughs> but, I mean, I like Pete Davidson. I think he, he was a great member, is a great member on Saturday Night Live, but it's it's too much too quick, and his fall, his rise was super quick, and I feel like his fall from grace is going to be even quicker. What about Ariana, then? She needs to let it go, too, because on Saturday night, she released a brand new song about Pete Davidson and their breakup 30 minutes before Saturday Night Live went on the air. It's called Thank You, Next, and it sounds like this. But it wasn't a match. Wrote some songs about Ricky. Now I listen and laugh. Even almost got married. And for Pete, I'm so thankful. Wish I could say thank you to is that for Pete Davidson? She wrote a song called Pete Davidson. She's still writing songs about the guy. Yeah. So I would say he needs to stop talking about it when she stops writing songs about it. I, I would feel better about it if I was Pete Davidson if I didn't also get lumped in with seven other ex-boyfriends. Like, that's not... Because <laughs> like, she mentions every one of her ex-boyfriends in this song, including Mac Miller. Thank you. Next. Song's terrible. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. He's got this. Yeah, what thing is this in, fight? In this sucks. Because there's going to be no kicking involved, right? Well, so the guy that he's fighting, first off, is 20 years old. He's 27 and 0 in kickboxing. He's 4 and 0 in MMA. The guy's never boxed. Like Floyd Mayweather Jr. just keeps fighting these guys who have never boxed in their uh-huh. lives before. Like at a certain point. If you want to be like Mr. Tough Guy, maybe don't box someone when you're like the best boxer of all time. We get it. You can box. But all these stunt fights are just stu- like He's stupid. becoming a sideshow. I don't want to watch this stuff. I, I don't, don't care. I don't really get the motivation. I mean, he's one of the richest athletes ever. This guy's worth half a billion dollars. His legacy is secured as the greatest boxer in his weight class ever. He doesn't need the money. His, it's only tarnishing his reputation. What is he doing it for? I think he's bored, frankly. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think he he likes the the attention and the adulation, and he's 41, 42 years old now. He can't box forever, so he wants to get all the attention he possibly can. The, the Japanese guy is doing it because, I don't know, I didn't know this guy existed right. until now. He's 20 years old, so in Japan alone, he'll go up in stock. Around the world, he'll go up in stock. This is going to be Who great is this for his guy? career. What's his name? His name is... Uh, Tenshin Nasukawa. You sure? <laughs> oh, that guy. That's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> okay. I'm going to call him Ten Spot. Good old Ten Spot. I'd if it was a kickboxing match, I'd be all over it. Yeah. If, if Floyd Mayweather actually had to learn how to do something new or had to make some sort of modification to his game, then then it's a story. But like the McGregor thing. Kudos to McGregor, even though he lost. He, he, hung put him, he hung in there and he put himself out there. He, he he had to train. He had to learn a new skill set. But Floyd just keeps doing the same thing 
and getting paid ridiculous amounts of money for it. The one interesting thing about this, uh, aside from all that, I guess, is like if you look at uh, Ten Spot, he's a smaller guy. <laughs> So they they haven't decided on like even like the weight class they're going to fight in the rules of whether or not there's going to be like some kickboxing. I assume it's going to be boxing. He gets like it, five kicks total. <laughs> oh be... yeah, you never know when they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Floyd Mayweather Jr. is not the biggest guy, but ten spots even smaller than him. So should we reserve judgment on this until we find out what the rules are? Are you calling even, this as a as a farce? I'm calling it a gate. farce. Even if like even if they decide to make it not complete completely boxing it's just like well then what are you doing like what like just either commit yourself to kick like if floyd mayweather floyd mayweather jr got into kickboxing all right sure i want to see him and pacquiao now i want to see him and pacquiao do either do mma against each other or kickboxing against each other because these guys are in the same boat as far as caliber of boxer let's see who has natural athletic ability and can learn something new which old dog can learn the new tricks i want to see pacquiao and mayweather on Wipeout. <laughs> jumping across Ninja the, Warrior jumping across the, Like If we're going to make this a competition, let's make it a competition. Hey, Jim, you remember, a, I think it was a month or two ago, we were talking about um, a story. A guy was caught giving a woman a boost so she could get into a, a Goodwill or like a thrift store donation bin. Yeah, and she got stuck in there or something? Well, she just disappeared in there, and someone called the cops, and they came and got her out, and she said she was sleeping in there, which is sad, but there's people who will jump into those bins and root around and see if they can steal stuff out of them, too, oh, right? okay. And I said I would never even consider going in one of those bins, because in the past, I have seen raccoons crawling out <sighs> of those bins. But, so can you imagine if you are doing some uh, Goodwill bin diving, you get into that bin and you're stuck in there with a, f- a family of raccoons? <laughs> that would be terrifying. How that would go over? They'd tear you apart. But it wouldn't be as bad as this situation. If you did it in Fort, Fort Worth, Texas, it could be worse. A live albino boa constrictor was found in a Goodwill donation bin last oh week. Oh, my God. Luckily, the assistant manager has some snake experience. <laughs> okay. It's Texas, man. Yeah. And here are employees of the Goodwill talking about the experience. I'm the one that went and got James the loud knock on the door. <laughs> and I just told him we needed him down here. Immediately, we got a snake. Well, I hear a loud pounding on my office door, <laughs> and uh, Randy over here says, we need you right now. So we come over here, and we see the snake, like as you see on the pictures, curled up on the on the black bins that we have. And then uh, that's when we try to get our plan of action going. Of course, it was Randy <laughs> who found the snake. Randy says there's a boa constrictor in the donation bin. I said, Randy? Randy? Again? Someone get James down here. He's got some snake experience. <laughs> Look at this thing. Oh, my goodness. That's just a... <laughs> that is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't mind a little gar- garden snake or whatever you want to call them. Gardener snake or whatever they're called. I'll pick them up when I was a kid, but those huge snakes... Freak me yeah. out. This is like the snake that uh, uh, Britney Spears was wearing at the MTV Video Awards mm-hmm. about 20 years ago. 
I like it how sometimes you like. Uh, Maybe it is the snake. Maybe Britney Spears <laughs> donated it to Goodwill. I, I make this for a family who who needs it more than I do. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you leave like five bucks in your pocket, you know. So maybe you left a snake in a sweater. I don't know. I bought this cardigan. It came with a free boa constrictor. <laughs>